0: Did you know that it is Asian American Pacific Islanders Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Carden, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian-American native Hawaiian and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian-American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at macy's.com or in-store. The best part of spring cleaning is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless, and then Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data, unlimited talk and text, delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone and any Mint Mobile plan and bring your own phone number. Along with your existing contacts, ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. My team here, they're on Mint Mobile and they like it. For a fraction of the cost, Mint Mobile proved to have excellent coverage with no drop calls or unsent texts. Plus, they make it super easy for me to activate my device just by following a few simple steps online. And bam, done. To get this new customer offer and the new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash literally. That's mintmobile.com slash literally. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash literally literally. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hello, Roblo. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm so good. I'm excited to chat with you.
1: And I like that we're going to do it operatically, too.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to literally, oh, 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 it's magic. That might be the worst version. I would have paid for that little theme thing, but the lawyers wouldn't let me. Because that is the theme of, of, uh, of the, uh, the episode, because it's Penn Jillette. And he's not a magician, really. He's an, and he's not really an illusionist. What he is, is a thinker. And um, he's a clowner. I think he would not be offended by, hey, don't clown me, that sort of phrase that the kids like to say, because he graduated from clown college. He's a very complicated, interesting dude. And as you will find out, he's extremely tall and has a lot of things to say about height. Um, But it is magic because he's magic, as you will see in my little talk with Penn Mr. Gillette, yes, um, tell me, well, I'm trying to think of the last time we saw each other. I feel like it was on Code Black.
1: Oh, yes, Code Black. Oh, right? I always wanted that. You know, I always wanted to have a part where I get to sit or lie in bed and do the whole part. I wanted yeah. to be on a hospital show, but not foolishly as a doctor, but as a patient on a hospital show, I believe is the best gig in show business.
0: It is if you like to nap, that's for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, cause you, you can, yeah. And, and you can just sit in the bed and they go, okay, it's got about 25 minutes. You go, great. I'm just going to stay right here and pull the covers up and <laughs> and out you go.
1: Could someone go to craft services and get me some peanuts and I'll just stay here.
0: It is pretty. And it's pretty cut. There's something about taking a nap on a set like that when it's like when you're a kid and you can hear your parent, you, you can hear your parents still laughing yeah. in the living room and you're in some other room, they put you to bed. It's like, it sends you right back to that.
1: Yeah, and you get that kind of deep sleep where people's uh, comments are, they they go into your dreams.
0: It's I know, I know. So I what? mean,
1: not not that Rob Lowe isn't always in my dreams, well, but I'm just saying it's easier it, for it's, Rob Lowe to be in my dreams when I'm sleeping on his set.
0: It was true. It was so fun. That's by the way, how how fantastic was this that actual physical set? Wasn't it beautiful? That yeah, that hospital, amazing, amazing. Uh, yes yeah, so a comfortable
1: co- hospital bed
0: yeah it, listen I, I try to i try to make it comfortable for my patients i was uh <laughs> you, you know what i realize is i'm i'm in the last few years i have i'm working my way through um every iteration of playing a member of the village people basically it's like <laughs> i i'm i mean i i'm playing a fireman now I, that was a doctor now granted i don't think there was a doctor in the village people but you get what no, I, you get what i'm going for
1: you know i was so i really thought that when the village people Hit and America um, embraced that kind of gay culture. It was going to be wonderful. This is a real breakthrough for the United States of America. This will be wonderful. And I don't know what it was. It was a combination of AIDS and stupidity. I think that all of a sudden you have Trump entering to Macho Man with no concept whatsoever that that's part of the gay culture. So. My, my hopes were just dashed.
0: It I know. Was, uh, I don't think they did a deep enough dive in the lyrics.
1: You know, uh, Frank Zappa, when he was in front of the um, the uh, Tipper sticker. Um,
0: yeah, the PMRC. Wasn't that what it yeah, was? I remember what it was. PMR-
1: PMRC, the Tipper sticker, the uh, the, the federal hearings. It was Tipper you know, uh,
0: c- um, um, um sort of thing about lyrics ruining America's youth.
1: Yeah, and then- Frank Zappa pointed out, which uh, so clear, but no one else had ever said it, if music really did influence people, since every song is about peace and love, <laughs> we would have peace and love. I mean, it's it's so heavily tilted toward um, toward wonderful, harmonious things. And I remember when um, uh, when my friend Lou Reed mm. went to play the inauguration of Al Gore, as vice president, I said, don't you remember them pushing for tipper stickers? And um, and Moon and Dweezil also uh, were supporting Al Gore, which I guess should have been, I mean, was the right thing to do, but um, it's so amazing that that tipper sticker thing was just forgotten, that Street Hassle, one of Lou's greatest records, had that sticker stuck on it, and Frank Zappa, had fought so strongly against that. But I guess music, you know, if music really did influence people, I mean, the fact that the village people uh, did not uh, open up America sexually maybe makes us feel better about some of the music that has such uh, such incredibly violent lyrics.
0: Um, you mentioned Moon, Unit, and Dweezel. You have very amazing names for your kids.
1: Uh, Well, yeah, Moxie and Zoltan are the names of my children. Um, Moxie uh, named after one of the first commercial brands to become a word in the English language that isn't just a generic word for what that is. Kleenex became a word, but Kleenex became a word for facial tissue. Moxie, which was the original Coca-Cola out of New England, became a word for mostly feminine, uh, power, and strength. So we thought that was great. And it's purely American, purely American. And I like that too. And then um, her middle name is Crime Fighter, And all of these lists that talk about self-centered asshole celebrities always have me on that list for naming my daughter Crime Fighter, which I did not do. We had decided on her name be Moxie. We were very happy with that. And then we were backstage at the Penn and Teller Theater. And uh, I said to my wife, we haven't picked a middle name. And my wife went on a rant. Middle names are stupid. I don't have a middle name. I don't even know your middle name. No one knows middle names. They just don't matter. And I had just written a novel called Sock, during which one of the characters says, from now on, my name is Crime Fighter." And our piano player, Mike Jones, who plays piano with our show. He said, well, "Why don't you just name her Crime Fighter?" And my wife said, "Okay, you want a middle name? It's Crime Fighter. Discussion over." And that so was so. I did. I did not suggest the name, and I did not okay the name. It was but all you didn't done by-
0: veto the name either.
1: I didn't veto the name either, but I said that. And uh, Mox is now sixteen. And we'll get a driver's license. When she is pulled over for speeding, she'll be able to pull out a driver's license and say, "Officer, we're on the same side. My middle name is Crime Fighter." <laughs> now that was my that Amazing. was my vision. That was my vision, but it happened sooner. When Mox was two, uh, my wife was pulled over for speeding, and the police officer looked at her license and said, "Oh, e- Emily Gillette, are you?" Are you Penn's wife? And uh, she said, "Yes, I am." And he looked in the back seat and said, oh. "Well, you can carry on. You're in good hands." Looked in the back seat and said, "Moxie, keep your mother in line."
0: <laughs> oh, that is amazing. I love. I love a good name. My my um, my brother Chad has his youngest daughter's name is Nixie, which is kind of That's a,
1: a really good name.
0: Isn't Nixie a good name?
1: And really it's, good name.
0: it's a sprite. It's, Nixie is an Irish water nymph sprite.
1: Sure. Also named after Soda in a certain sense.
0: <laughs> yes, also. And the thing about those names is, and, and Gwyneth Paltrow is a, a good friend in Apple. I mean, people gave her a ton of shit when she named her kid Apple. But like now, you can't imagine Apple being anything other than Apple. And I mean, mm-hmm. you can't imagine Moxie being anything other than Moxie. Yeah, you go, of course, I- of
1: course. I grew up. I grew up with a stupid name, and uh, I have. Uh, I've never disliked it. I've always liked it. My my parents uh, were planning on having a girl. Apparently, they didn't know there were two options, and had picked the name Penny, oh. and then and then just decided it would be more masculine to cut off the Y than to cut off my genitals. I suppose, but um, and I went through life with the name Penn, and always called with a girl's name, always called Penny accidentally on every gym roster, it was always Penny. And it didn't bother me that much because I think it's really nice in any group of 50 people to be the only person- With a name. With your name. Then we blew it because we did our first movie with Arthur Penn. Oh, no way. Arthur Penn's nickname was Penn. So I was actually on a set where the director- and me both had the same name. So we made a pact early on that he was only called Arthur and I was only called Mr. Gillette. So we both got rid of the pen name.
0: I like that you went for the Mr. Gillette. That's a that's a baller move. Do you remember the first time somebody called you Mr.? I do. I remember that like it was I was like yesterday. I was like, I was like, whoa, fuck, Mr. Okay, I guess it's all downhill from here. When was it? Was that on a movie set? It was on a movie set. And, and, uh, it was, I think another actor, a young, obviously younger actor. And I was like, cause I, I, you know, when you start up as a, as in you same, you've done magic since you were a little kid. Um, when you start, when you're young, super, super young, I just uh, still see myself as the youngest guy in the room because that I always was. And now, now kid Rob Lowe. Yeah, that's what I was. And now, and now I'm not, not anywhere near that. And it's it's a it's a weird transition, isn't it? Yeah, I, it's very strange. And I remember I had that instinct of, oh no, 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 call me Rob. And then I went, wait a minute. <laughs> I kinda like being called Mr. Lowe. So I didn't I didn't correct and now, now I get it all the time. It's kind of cool.
1: I can't ever think of your name without thinking of when David Bowie put out the record low, L O W, Nick Lowe. Of course, a very funny guy, put out a record called Bowie, B O
0: W I, and chopped <laughs> off the e at the end. That's real, people used to ask me if Nick Lowe was my dad. Oh, really? Well, listen, "Cruel to Be Kind" came out when I was fifteen. So, you know, the guy on the radio, you're like, yeah, that could be your dad. Okay, tell me, I loved, by the way, um, Penn and Teller bullshit. I loved your show oh, thank on, you. on Showtime. Thank you that show was genius. Uh, in fact, I worked with one of the producers, Mark Wolper, who produced it. Oh yeah, sure. And he's he's a good friend and he was telling me about some of the episodes that you either did or wanted to do that were so out there that they wouldn't let you do them or Showtime said to you And and uh, I was Do you remember what any of those were cuz yeah. I don't remember what they were but I was fascinated with that.
1: Um what was it called? The Promise? That the whole the big, book
0: uh, Yeah. Yeah, the book, The, the book. Promise. Yes.
1: Yeah. Big deal. We had had that all uh, geared up to do. And then it turned out that Viacom uh, uh, was part of the publishing company that put that out. And they put the kibosh on that. Uh, We wanted to do Scientology, and they were afraid. And uh, I was talking to Trey and Matt Mm -hmm. of uh, South Park. Yep. many people thought there was a conspiracy between South Park, Mythbusters, and bullshit. And there was. Um, <laughs> we would talk about what subjects we were going to do and how, what angles we would each take. But I said that, um, that Showtime wouldn't let us do Scientology. So Matt and Trey, just to show me that they had more power than me, did an episode, their South Park episode on Scientology.
0: It's famous. Um, It's a very famous episode.
1: We wanted to do vitamins and supplements and we couldn't find a way. um, There's just not enough video. You don't want that same video of the pills going down and going into that. We couldn't do reality shows because our lawyers determined that the um, NDAs for all the people who've been on reality shows were kind of unbreakable and that we would get people in trouble. We shot a lot of footage with people who'd done before and after weight loss stuff. Ooh. And this is one of the, one of the things we did that I, that I thought ended up being good but was heartbreaking. We shot this really very, very good stuff. And then our lawyers said, you know – When this airs, we're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Showtime's going to be okay. But the weight loss people are going to make an example of the people you've got on your show and are going to really, really ruin their lives. Because they're breaking an NDA Mm. and they are going to lose everything. And the lawyer said, but we are clean. And Teller and I talked and said, you know... Even though it's the truth, we don't want to bring people down that have been nice to us and recorded for us uh, because we want to make a point. They want to have their lives. We called up and said, you're not on the show because if we put you on the show, you're going to get sued and the other side is going to win and it's going to be really bad for you. And they said, thanks, as they should. And then I pushed really hard to do an anti-anti-vax show. Talk about being prescient. Um, And Showtime said it wasn't sexy. So we made a deal. They wanted to do cheerleading, and I really didn't. And I wanted to do vaccinations, you know, anti-anti, so pro-vaccinations. And they didn't. So they said if we would do cheerleading, uh, we could do vaccinations. So we actually ended up finding... um, really interesting stuff about cheerleading because of sexism doesn't have the protections uh, physically that football does. So actually more people are more seriously injured in high school cheerleading than they are in football, uh, which I thought was really interesting. The show ended up being good, but our anti-anti-vax show ended up being one of the shows I was most proud of. And then um, we did a show on the Vatican. Right, your wheelhouse, big time. Didn't even come out on the DVD. <laughs> it aired twice and they pulled it instantly. And I was on, um, do you remember the show Opie and Anthony? I was on that show pimping, uh, pimping the new season of bullshit out on DVD. <laughs> and they said to me, um, why isn't the Vatican episode on this DVD? And I said, well, it is. It's the whole season. And they said, no, it isn't. And I said, yes, it is. It's the whole season. And they handed me the DVD, and I went, I don't don't know why it isn't. And they said, what do you mean you don't know? I said, I I don't know. And so I got off the air and said, talk about being ambushed. They sent me to do an interview about a season where one show was missing and I didn't know it. We called Showtime, and we said – what is Penn supposed to say about there being no Vatican? And Showtime said, no comment. And my manager said, Penn can't say no comment. You can't do a show called bullshit and then say no comment on anything. And they said, no, no, no. We weren't saying he should say no comment. We are saying no comment. We've been instructed that Penn
0: and Teller are not to be told anything, just that the Vatican episode is not there. That makes it sound even more nefarious than if it was some <laughs> bullshit. We didn't have the rights, you know. The Vatican is actually a city-state, so the rights issue is much more complex than even dealing with Italy and just something like that. I would have bought. So
1: officially, officially, I have no idea why the Vatican episode isn't on there. Non-officially, I can probably guess it has to do with a line that I did not write. That is my favorite line in all of bullshit. I did not write it. I want to stress that. Oh, one boy. of the writers did, um, which was, this is the Pope. He's the one who put the word asshole in Catholic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You guys, you guys are unbelievable. What, tell me, I, I remember now, What it, is there an episode where you guys debunk secondhand smoke? We were wrong in a lot
1: of stuff on bullshit, wrong in a lot. And uh, we wanted to, the last episode of our show, we wanted to do the bullshit of bullshit. And we wanted to start by going, um, first of all, these fucking assholes, one of them is a high school dropout who went to clown college (laughs) and was a juggler. And the other one was a high school Latin and Greek teacher where do they have the authority to speak about anything? And we're going to do that VO over the two of us standing there looking awkward. That's really funny. And then we were going to do an interview with me, and then I was going to do VO uh, trashing me. You know,
0: Amazing. Uh, That's my kind and of And then
1: we were going to go through everything we'd gotten wrong, which was a lot of stuff. But the um, secondhand smoke, our position was – very circumscribed, because our position was that we felt that secondhand smoke was something the free market could take care of. Hmm. Because already, before the government got involved in it, there were already non-smoking restaurants and non-smoking sections of restaurants. And our position was that the science on it at that time Was a little iffy the science on it now is much more robust but we thought it was an individual's choice to be able to have a restaurant or a bar that allowed people to smoke as long as they posted that clearly now secondhand smoke if you live in the house with a smoker or you work in a bar where people are smoking all the time there there are very robust studies And say that does you some damage. Right. But it seems like you should be able to make the choice on secondhand smoke the way you make the choice on primary smoke. It's not like a vaccination, which is public health. It really is an individual choice. I mean, you can be someone who doesn't think they need to have seatbelt laws, but do think everybody needs to be vaccinated because vaccinations are more like driving drunk than driving without seatbelts because
0: you do damage to other people. That makes perfect sense, actually. Did you have a climate change change of heart as well?
1: Yes, but not as much of a change of heart in climate change as you would think, because what we said on climate change was really not that strong. It's remembered stronger than it was. Mm -hmm. We did not debunk. We talked about how they were still working on it, which they were. And we did not do a whole show on it. It was actually an intro to another show, and it was like five minutes. But it was five minutes that was wrong, dead wrong. Um, in that amount of time, uh, uh, climate change, which was, we pretty likely knew about it 20 years ago, which was the end of bullshit. Uh, we kind of knew about it in the 90s. There was still some credible skepticism. Now, uh, you know, a quarter of the way, fifth of the way into the 21st century, uh, I don't think there is a reasonable way to deny it. But doing a show like bullshit, uh, it's very hard to convince people of this, but doing a show like bullshit, you are celebrating the scientific method. And if there's one thing the scientific method celebrates, it's saying... I don't know, and I was wrong. And uh, so the fact that we were wrong egregiously, you know, five or six times is uh, exactly what a show like that should do. And also, I'm a high school dropout as a
0: fucking juggler. Don't listen to me. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Is like <laughs> you listen to a guy, a clown, an actual clown. Yeah, an actual clown who has a
1: bachelor's of buffoonery from Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey, greatest show
0: on earth, Comic College. If you're thinking about doing some home remodeling, check out Window World. Go to windowworld.com and check out their Windows Inspiration Guide. The guide is a dream book of page after page of beautiful windows. It's not just about how good they look. These beauties earned the Good Housekeeping Seal and Energy Star certification. Go to windowworld.com to schedule your free consultation. Tell them you heard about it here on literally with me, Roblo, Window World, America's exterior remodeler. Where else can you go surfing and skiing in the same day or check out a world class art museum and camp out under a brilliant night sky? same day, or hike through the redwoods and get a luxury spa treatment. There's only one answer. California. No matter where you go across this state, you will find a way to play. Look, I love California. Um, And I have not yet surfed and skied in the same day, although I do do both. So that is on my bucket list. It's the most beautiful place in the world. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. Hey, listeners, ever have trouble getting someone on the phone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Please tell me that's a real thing, a bachelor in buffoonery.
1: It is. I have the certificate.
0: Oh, my God. That's the best phrase I've ever heard. <laughs> A bachelor in
1: buffoonery? Bachelors of buffoonery, yes. I went to clown college, which at the time was wicked, crazy hard to get into. Actually harder than an Ivy League school in terms of the number of applicants they got and the number of people they accepted. And I was the youngest to go And uh, my year. My year I was the youngest.
0: And uh, it was wicked hard. What do they teach you? Like, what's? The, well, I, I picture like like a scene from you know, like Officer and a Gentleman, or you know, a Full <laughs> Metal Jack, or where they line you up and they I go. I got nowhere else to go. Yeah, it, oh. ugh, I love that. Well, like you think <laughs> you're funny? What are you looking at? Don't eyeball me, young wannabe clown. I mean, is there a, is there one of those things going on? Like what? The reason I was brought in, I believe, was that I
1: was an excellent juggler. I was a wicked good juggler Mm. and a really good unicyclist. It was amazing because I'm from a small town in Massachusetts. And I had never met anybody who took um, show business, but specifically, even worse, comedy seriously. In, In my whole high school, I mean, I was reading National Lampoon. I was reading Michael O'Donohue. I was studying Lenny Bruce. And um, uh, I was reading all the stuff they were writing and all the stuff about comedy, and I had no one to talk to because nobody thought that was an interesting thing. And I got to Clown College, I had just turned 18, and I was with uh, 40 people who all of whom would talk seriously about every single gag. And we really did um, do uh, classes dissecting uh, clown gags, both as they were in the ring and as they had migrated to, uh, to film. You know, the Marx Brothers do a classic clown mirror gag. Uh, obviously, Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton did a lot of that stuff. And then I was uh, doing juggling, unicycling, wire walking. I, I, did, I did trapeze. We had classes in and everything and, uh, so that we would be prepared for the circus
0: this sir obviously the circus for isn't doesn't occupy what it occupied even when I was a kid
1: no Ringley Brothers is gone the the problem was it was uh, it had moved you know from the big top into arenas by uh, uh, by essentially rock and roll promoters and um, with the uh, animal rights yeah. things which I I think were right
0: per, th- that I part the, for sure 100%
1: um, and uh, Cirque du Soleil in Vegas and in Montreal, yeah. all, all over the world now, yeah. they had turned Circus into something very different. And Ringley Brothers with their kind of quasi-Broadway trying to hybrid with Animal Axe. Uh, you take out the Animal Axe and you've got essentially bad Pippin.
0: Yes. And, uh, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, not that there's a good Pippin and... <laughs> So I never went with the circus. I did not, uh, I did not take a contract. I learned in, uh, in Cloud College uh, very, very brutally that I am not uh, a physical comedian at all. And it, the laughs that I got would all be verbal. Mm. And uh, that doesn't work in Madison Square Garden. Um, and I mean, unless you have a microphone. <laughs> and... Uh, <Yeah. laughs> uh, I struggled, you know, I I worked very, very, very hard. I did my best, but, um, you know, if you see uh, a Penn and Teller show and you ask yourself afterwards, um, how many laughs did you get from what Penn did as opposed to what he said? uh, The answer is none. Mm -hmm. Not physically funny, although I got to tell you, uh, spending a lot of time dissecting uh, the Three Stooges and Buster Keaton and the Marx Brothers was uh, was very very useful. I think you learn an awful lot uh, doing the kind of comedy uh, you don't you don't naturally do. You know, and you, uh, you know, people didn't know you were going to be funny, and you ended up. My my uh, my son is crazy for Parks and Recreation. Oh, thanks. I don't watch. I don't watch situation uh, comedies as a rule, but I watch with my son. And so we just loved your character and how you played that. And it turned into huge fights with my mother-in-law over dinner. During the lockdown, during the lockdown, my my mother-in-law has been living with us. And we were watching Parks and Recreation and we were singing your praises over dinner. And my mother-in-law said, uh, Rob Lowe's a very short. He's a very short man. He's down like <laughs> Tom Cruise. And I said, no, Tom Cruise is a homunculus. <laughs> My Rob, favorite word. I love you, homunculus. Rob oh. Rob Lowe is, I believe, on the tall side of average. How big does she need me to be? Well, here's Basically. here's here's where it goes. She said, no, 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 I did a movie with him. And I remember, because my my mother-in-law did some acting and she does extra work, and she said, I was on set with him and he's really, really little. I said, I've been on set with him. He's smaller than me, which is saying nothing, <laughs> but you cannot put him in the Tom Cruise category. If you put Tom Cruise on one end of the continuum and Pendulette on the other, Rob Lowe is going to be leaning toward Pendulette. That's true. No doubt about it. And she got very, very combative about it. Mm-hmm. And then she, I said, well, let's go to the internet. Hey, Siri, how tall is Rob Lowe? Right? Oh, Siri just answered me. Oh, dear. Now it's answering me. And it came up that um, that you were over six foot. And I said, see, and stuck my phone in my mother-in-law's face. And she said, well, that's the internet. He probably puts that on their lying. What movie?
0: Do do we know what movie it was? Yes. It's a movie that you did with Kevin Nealon. It was The Pro. That would have been the pro called The Pro in 2014. And you were standing next to Kevin Nealon a lot. Well, I, hello. Kevin Nealon's a gigantic
1: person. Right. So she had put Kevin Nealon at 5'10".
0: Well, then that's a problem. <laughs> then I'm a homunculus, my favorite Yes, word. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So the whole problem with Rob Lowe's height was Kevin Neal.
0: Well, I mean, what if she, if she thought I was sure, what the fuck did she think of Emilio Estevez? That's what I said. That's what I said to her. She said, well, we know he's like
1: five foot. I said, no, he's not five foot. He's, <laughs> like, he's like five eight. And Rob Lowe's towering over him.
0: What if, I listen, I could have been using lifts my whole career. <laughs> I thought about it. There are some guys who shall go unnamed, although somewhere in the last 10 minutes we've named them, uh, who have the most amazing lift technology. Look, you, you're an illusionist. You probably don't like, I, but I don't know if it's illusion. Whatever the phrase you like, you know what it's like to build crazy shit that people yeah. don't notice. Like what people can build into their shoes today is un- Believable. Like I used to think lifts were like Herman Munster shoes. Yeah. Like that's what you look like if you wore lifts. Turns out not. Turns out you could be wearing any shoe in the world. It looks regular, but no, 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 no. It's giving next to like three or four inches. When I did Miami Vice,
1: uh I had a walk and talk scene with Don Johnson. This is what I live for. <laughs> We had a walk and talk scene in Manhattan, okay? On the streets of Manhattan, Don Johnson and I walking side by side and talking. And we did it. And Don Johnson said, I I can't be that much shorter than him. And the director, Don Johnson's not particularly short. He's not particularly short. No, he's not. So they had to build a path of Apple boxes. Yes, the Apple box path for like a whole block and I, the number of times that they've done scenes of me where I'm sitting down and everyone else in the room is standing up when I um, but
0: wait, wait, can I just say, but now you know why? Because if, if Don, Don Johnson doesn't demand an Apple box path, then then my your mother thinks he's <laughs> three feet tall. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you can't have and that. And it sticks
1: forever. Guess, yeah, and when I had, um, uh, when I did, we did a thing called Sin City Spectacular where we am interviewing people and several of the guests said, when we come out, you can't stand up and say hello and shake our hand. Amazing. You have to remain seated. And I said, this is back when my mother was still alive. I said, my mother will be watching this show. And if I'm introduced to someone and don't stand up, I'm going to get a phone call from my mother right. saying we raised you better than that. Mm. Yep. And then it became I said I have to can I just a little bit can I give a symbolic cuz my mom was a proper you know New England lady who would not have allowed her son to remain seated when meeting someone and when I met Prince Prince said when he was talking to me if there are photographers around you need to stay at least 50 feet from me
0: that's amazing (laughs) these are all things that people do i mean this is all none of this surprises me in the least (laughs) well that's because you
1: made the mistake you should have been on an apple box path with kevin Kevin
0: Nealon. yeah that's probably why the show didn't get picked up (laughs) the network was like i don't know Transform your bathroom cleaning with Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner. You just spray today and rinse tomorrow for a no-scrub clean. With over 33,000 five-star reviews, this is your once-a-week solution to keeping your tub and shower surfaces sparkling clean. Available at Amazon, Lowe's, Menards, Home Depot, and Ace Hardware. Join thousands who've switched to an easier clean. Get your Wet and Forget weekly shower cleaner today and make your bathroom sparkle with zero scrubbing. So I came home to a little gift in my bathroom the other day from our friends at Harry's. To get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. You know who challenged the status quo? Harry's. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com rob. That's harrys.com rob for a $3 trial set. The weather is getting warmer. It's time to ditch the jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. But there's no need to waste money on clothes that only last one season with quince. Now you can get high quality pieces that never go out of style. You'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts for $30, performance polos, and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering with the top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman and passes the savings directly on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. My producer recently made an order for Quince, and here's what he had to say. I'm really excited to revamp my closet with Quince. I cannot wait for my items to arrive from Quince. You know, I'm a sweater guy. I was looking at that burgundy cashmere crew neck. I love the blue chore jacket. Maybe I'll throw some joggers in there. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince slash rob for free shipping on your order and three hundred and sixty five day returns. That's q u i n c e dot com slash rob to get free shipping and three hundred and sixty day returns. Quince dot slash rob. Um, you're now. Are you? Are, is Vegas opened up? Are you guys back at the Rio?
1: Yeah. We are. Amazing. And uh, it's the greatest thing in the world to be on stage. And we've gotten used to the laughs uh, through masks. But I got to tell you, we did um, 421 shows without, uh, 421 days without doing a live show. And since I was 12 years old, I'd never gone more than a month without doing a live show. When I was 12, I was doing juggling shows at nursing homes and Parks and anywhere I could, and uh, 421 days without a live show was just insane. It was like being in a in a you know an isolation tank. Yeah, were
0: you depressed?
1: Oh, I think I think everybody was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't think more than others, right. but um, I got very uh, very introspective, and I got very uh, uh, ambitious. You know, uh, finished up a novel and tried to learn the language and learned other skills in juggling and sleight of hand and just practiced and worked and gave myself a really uh, complete schedule but i i was like everybody else kind of underwater and i was uh, you know i was sequestered with my two teenage children which it's very very difficult for my wife and my mother-in-law who wanted to do nothing more than argue about Robalo's height of all issues you could talk about a 10-day argument about Rob Lowe's height is obviously psychosis caused by quarantine. Wouldn't you say?
0: Oh, I, to even consider me at all, under any circumstances, <laughs> is a psychosis. I remember there was a minute in the 90s when every big male movie star was a twig. Male. Like George Clooney, twig. twig. Like I, I remember playing basketball with him on the Warner Brothers lot. He was he was doing a uh, perfect storm and I was doing West wing and we got to in the, in the sort of uh, lunchtime basketball games were legendary. And I was like, I can fucking body this guy up. Like nobody's he's like, he's like th- thin man, the thin man. And then Nick cage. And then wait a minute on screen, they look jacked. I was like, you know what? I need to like cut like 15 pounds immediately. Cause, cause all those guys looked like the strongest, gnarliest dudes in the world. And then, and in real life, they were like look, look, almost frail. I think that's what the camera does. The one for me
1: was when I played uh, bass with Clarence Clemens.
0: Oh, the big man!
1: And had to go over and say, "Blow, little man, blow," because he was <laughs> blow, little man, blow. What a great! Because the big man in the East Street band is not. Well, here's here's the thing that is almost. I mean, I'll tell you, this conversation here, if Einstein had not come up with special relativity, we would nail it right here. Yes. Because I'll give you, I'll give you another fact that'll blow your mind. Art Garfunkel mm. Teller. Yes. Same height. No. Get out. Yes. I don't believe it. Yes. I
0: don't believe yes. it. Yes. Yes. What which means Paul Simon <laughs> literally comes up to my kneecaps. Right. So if you put
1: teller and art garfunkel in the middle you could put me and paul simon on the other side and it would give you the exact ratio exact
0: steps relativity relativity i mean listen i (laughs) i think the listeners uh have gotten way more than they bargained for this has been so good i love talking with you. i wish it wasn't another 10 years where we run we need to find another part where you can be in bed
1: we do we do or standing next to you and we'll we will bring my mother in law on
0: as an extra should be, I told ya. <laughs> well, if we've learned anything, we've learned how tall I am. I mean, and that is an important thing. And and it took this guest to bring that out into the public consciousness where it <laughs> where it belongs. Um, I was really fun. Uh, I see the light is flashing on the answering machine here in the studio that is the lowdown line. Hello, you've reached literally in our lowdown line, where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 323-570-4551. So have at it. Here's the beep.
1: Hi, Rob. This is Carrie from Chanhassen, Minnesota. I am just on the road from Princess Paisley Park, so if you're ever in Minnesota, let's uh I could just give you a tour. Um, I loved hearing your chat with Jane Lynch about coffee, and I can relate to all things coffee. I go to bed thinking about coffee, I wake up thinking about coffee. I was calling to just hear more things about coffee from you. Uh, Do you ever drink it iced? That was my main question, because as a coffee aficionado, I usually just drink hot coffee, but I do love it iced during the summer. So, would love to hear your thoughts on coffee. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.
0: Well, you and I are so simpatico. We are connected. Um, Do I drink iced coffee? Hmm, let me check. Oh, wait, what is this I happen to have in my hand right now? Why it's iced coffee? Yeah. Um, so here, here's how here's the way it works for me. Um, the I I usually although I'm recording this this is I'm I'm at the end of my iced coffee run. We're we're mid-November as I'm I'm recording this with you, and that's about it. And then I got to go to hot for a while, and then the iced comes back in the springtime. So I'm very seasonal, very seasonal about my choices with my coffee. Um I often go to bed like you, thinking I'm gonna go to sleep so I can wake up so I can have my coffee. Uh that's that's one of the the final thoughts I have almost every night. Um and then during the day, I'm thinking I'm waiting for five o'clock to come around because that's the five o'clock's my coffee time. And my coffee is strong. Like I don't give it to regular people. Um, but anyway, hey, listen. Hit me back with any more coffee info that you have because I, I would like that. I, I, I always like to hear um a, a new way to consume it. If I could put it in an IV, I would maybe one day. Anyway, thanks for calling. Uh, next week is another good one, so uh, don't forget to uh, to download. Download the whole thing. Don't cherry pick. You know how I feel about cherry picking. I mean, come on. you liked it, right? Who are you kidding? Download the whole? Just download. Be a part of the family. Um all right. See you next week. I'm literally. You've been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe, produced and engineered by me, Rob Schulte. Our coordinating producer is Lisa Berm. The podcast is executive produced by Rob Lowe for Low Profile, Jeff Ross, Adam Sanks, and Joanna Solitaroff at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Stitcher. Our talent bookers are Gina Batista, Paula Davis, and Britt Kahn, and the music is by Devon Tory Bryant. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you next week. I'm literally with Rob Lowe. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. I love fast cars, but there aren't a ton of high performance EVs. They're certainly out here there, but when I when I get a chance to get behind the wheel of one, it's I love it. And I was blown away by the Kia EV6 GT. When you get behind the wheel of the Kia, it it is literally like being in a state-of-the-art rocket ship, but also comfortable. The thing goes from zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds. It is the premium driving experience. And of course, it's an EV. So the climate thanks you. SiriusXM provides access to over 165 channels in the vehicle. Music, sports, news, comedy, yacht rock. Let's go. Little little steely Dan going in your Kia. Come on now. So check it out today. It is the all-electric Kia EV6 GT. I had a blast checking it out. Believe me, you should do it yourself via kia.com slash EV6. To learn more, that is kia.com slash EV6. Kia, movement that inspires.